listening to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days rope. Remote work getaways and family vacations are all better in an RV from MidAmerica RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. It feels great to be back in the office doing the podcast. It feels like it has been a week since I've been here. It it does. And I know last week we were like, hey, we're going to take a vacation this week. And it was like, psych, no, we're not. It we still felt a, like we took one. We took a long weekend and it did it felt like a vacation it feels like it's been at least seven days uh we did do a show on friday i i guess we're counting that it was a short one it does count yeah 30 minutes that's it (laughs) uh and then having just the normal saturday sunday off as well Mm -hmm. friday we did an episode it didn't feel like work though no i just we, I feel like we also timed it poorly too when we were like oh, hopping on just at the, the 10. Worst. <laughs> and not the, and it wasn't anything with like golfing because I love that idea. It was just like right when we started the show, we go to the one place where like there was the 609 tent and it was like everyone's trying to talk to us and they're like, Oh, you're on the podcast? You're doing the podcast right yeah. now? And it's like, Yes, dude, I'm trying to listen to what Mello's over there talking about with LeBron and Kevin Durant. Uh-huh. And you're over here asking me personal questions. Don't ask me that right now. I can't answer it. <laughs> Some girl yelling about getting pregnant. Yeah, uh, it was hectic there for a second. That's just the atmosphere you get at six oh nine in the in the building and on the golf uh, course. When, uh, because again, peek behind the curtain. Um, six oh nine is also a sponsor of the local radio show that was mm-hmm. hosting the event too. So they had some of their bartenders out there pouring drinks. I think we said it on the the show Friday. I don't know that there was any Sprite in my drink. Uh, some, I, and it was so hectic, too. I don't even know who bought us drinks. I mean, maybe it was Matt. I think uh, it was Matt, and he got us Patron and Sprite. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, this sounds good if it was a shot and a chaser at, or like, a house party. A regular mixed drink. Yeah. Uh, honest know. to God's truth, I don't know that there was any Sprite in my cup. Yeah, and I've never just had tequila as like tequila in a drink. I've always done, you know what I mean, whether it's like in a margarita or yep. like as a shot. I've never just been like, yeah, I'll take a tequila Sprite. I feel like that's what crazy people do. <laughs> and we were crazy on Friday. That was pretty much what the show was too. But I can also say I had my best hits of the entire tournament when I was doing the podcast. We played two holes doing the podcast. It took us 30 minutes to do that. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like right as soon as we ended, I hit a house twice. The next tee box we went over to, I ended up hitting a house. And it was like, again, this is not good. Yeah, I remember when we went over there right there on 18, heading back to the clubhouse. And my ball went left right up over the house or hit it. (laughs) And I had to hit another one. And then I went to the trees and I was like, fuck this. I'm just getting a free mulligan here. And I piped it right down the middle and was like, all right, cool. Here we go. New driver's good to go. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time you hit a house on that course, though. No, I hit several. (laughs) Wouldn't be the second <laughs> either. Uh, it was it was a fun little exciting episode, though. We appreciate those of you that were listening and uh, those of you that are with us today at 1 o'clock instead of our regularly scheduled 10 a.m. time. Um, I just wanted to sleep in. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> 
you messaged me yesterday like, hey, you cool if we go at like 1 o'clock? And I was like, dude, I don't care. That's fine with me. Didn't have any idea why. I wasn't going to ask you questions. But I was just like, I'd look at it as an opportunity. It's like, all right, cool. I get to stay and play video games a little bit tonight after watching <laughs> some fireworks. Maybe have another beer or two here. Yep. And then I can go to bed. And I woke up and I was like, I probably shouldn't have drank those other beers. And I stayed up playing video games. But. Last night having my daughters doing those uh, 4th of July celebrations and stuff, there was going to be a little bit of a late night for them. And then if we did the podcast early, I was going to have to wake them up early. So I was like, eh, let's just do it later. Like, why Why not? Let's yeah. do it later today. But uh, there is a lot of sports to talk about. We we started to talk about some of these uh, on Friday. But now getting more details and being able to look at a, a couple more options, I still think the Kevin Durant thing is probably the big leading news coming into this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, I even saw over the weekend after our Friday show that the Warriors – and Kevin Durant, maybe there's some mutual interest there. And at first I thought, like, there's absolutely no way him and Draymond could play on the same team again. Mm-hmm. But they've kind of gotten past that. I, I think Durant maybe even did his podcast or they were on a, a podcast together. They did, like, a special where they kind of, like, yeah. talked about it and broke it down. I was like, yeah, we definitely should have handled it better. It should have been handled better by, you know, the coaching staff and the organization as mm-hmm. well. And so I feel like they did work past it. I just – I don't know if I still believe it. Maybe it's because, like, I don't want to believe it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see him just yeah. go back to uh, <clears throat> the Warriors because if that happens, it's like, well, crap. Now they are going to win the next three out of four, like Draymond mm-hmm. said. And as of Friday, I still thought the Lakers were the only realistic option. But as of Friday, nobody was really talking about Durant and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Now even people are coming out and saying like, "Oh, it's unlikely to happen." But man, the Warriors offer the best package in return for Kevin Durant. I mean, well, just I mean the, what would that consist of? Jordan Poole, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, see ya. Like, oh yeah. wait, do you want James Wiseman? Do you want Jonathan Kaminga? Take any of those two players and a couple first round picks. And I think it's a better package than most teams can offer. Or three of those guys. Yeah. Even if you go Wiseman, Kaminga, and Jordan Poole. Would you want to do that if you're the Warriors? Because you've kind of just redeveloped your team through the draft, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, do we want to give that away just so we can get Kevin Durant back? And it's like, is it the same thing? You're kind of chasing the next couple titles, but man, I would. I don't know. I mean, kind of like that would you rather question we got asked the other day. Like, I'd rather win one. I'm just worried about the next one, not like, oh, well, this team could be really good in a couple of years. Yeah. You could probably win the finals next year with Kevin Durant. I mean, probably. he might anyway. Jordan yeah. Poole, I think he's a pretty good player. I think he got a little bit overhyped there towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that a lot of people maybe even kind of created this narrative of like, oh, he's going to be the guy that – takes over the Warriors when Steph is done. Yeah. Maybe he, he looked, is. He looked good in the regular season, that's for sure, but you could tell the playoffs he just wasn't necessarily ready for those moments. Yeah, I still kind of find myself rooting for him, so you know, hopefully he does take over. Mm-hmm. But, man, if I could pair Kevin Durant back with that, that same group. Especially with the way Steph's playing right now. Mm-hmm. Or even if you had to say, like, oh, well, we've got to get rid of Andrew Wiggins and, like I said, Wiseman and Kaminga. I would definitely be like, Wiseman and Kaminga are gone. <laughs> Toodaloo, boys. Yeah, because even those two guys, like they're good, they're young, but they they haven't contributed for the Warriors. No, I mean, 
and even if they have in a little bit, I mean, it's just been pretty much rebounding. That you know, what I mean, they haven't been dominant scores, and at the same time, no. you don't really need them to be that either. When you have Steph and Clay and Jordan Poole and you know Andrew Wiggins at times, and these guys that are willing to step up. But like the one thing with the Warriors is they're so good, even you know before Kevin Durant, when they had Kevin Durant, and now afterwards is that they're so good at just understanding what the role is and playing that to the best of their ability. Like Andrew Wiggins is like, okay, you want me to be a rebounder and defensive player and kick the ball up the floor? You got it. This game you need me to score. You got it. And it's just like everyone on that team just realized that, and it's like now you throw in Kevin Durant on that role and you have another dominant score. That that's what it is. I'm just terrified that that could possibly happen, and we're going to have to look at the Warriors going through another five year stretch of just absolute dominance in the NBA out of the West, where it looks like you have the Suns. You know what I mean? You have the Clippers there. If they can just stay healthy with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and now John Wall, it's, you know, what about the Lakers with LeBron? How is that going to look You know, if he's able to add Kyrie back into it? But if Kevin Durant goes to the Warriors, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, the Suns were another team that we were talking about on Friday as well that Kevin Durant has kind of just come out and said, like, hey, I'm interested in Phoenix. And seeing what that package would be for them, I, I think they're another team that, DeAndre Ayton, I guess you start there. Do you really think that you can build around DeAndre Ayton? I don't know, but I guess if you get Bridges involved, too, he's mm-hmm. looked very good. I think that he was one of the players up for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. And that allows you to keep Devin Booker. That allows you to keep, obviously, Chris Paul. Uh, maybe you try to throw in a guy like Cam Payne. I, I don't know. But the big three of Booker, Durant, and Paul probably be enough. Yeah, I feel like Aiton was really solid throughout the playoffs, even. But there's that, you know, the fact that he doesn't want to be there. I don't think they want him there. And then you almost have to package somebody else. So Bridges, I'd love to keep him if I was a Suns fan. But mm-hmm. I'd also love to get Kevin Durant and yeah. again chase that one championship. It's very hard to do it. There's no shame in doing chasing one. What does that do to Kevin Durant's legacy, though? If he wins another that's one, what, he... that's what we talk about all the time with these guys. Like, oh, what does this mean for his legacy? You know, 20, 30 years after his career is over, how are we talking about him? He's like, oh, he had to go to Golden State to win. He won two. Then he leaves. And, you know what I mean? He tries to make it happen with the Nets. Him and James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Doesn't happen. He goes back to the Warriors. Now they win again. Is it just like guys had to go play with Steph if they wanted to win? Like, I just, I think this adds to Steph's legacy more than it does Kevin Durant's almost. Unless he Maybe. just completely take because now at this point I don't feel like Steph's going to take a step back. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think that it's a little bit different with Durant because at the same time I think you could say the Warriors don't win those championships without Kevin Durant. Yeah, I think it was Draymond that was even. Saying I was going to say. I think he like said it, that. Yeah, somebody asked him like about it, and he even said like, "In house, we know how much Kevin meant to this team, and we're not winning without him." It's the outsiders looking in that don't realize it and give it enough respect. So, he said that recently, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like last week, I think. It was a part of the whole, like, we're going to win the next three out of four or whatnot, mm-hmm. too. But even with Kevin Durant, I I think I said it last week, I don't even really necessarily respect the fact that he's like an NBA champ. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh, man, Kevin Durant, two-time NBA champion. It just it almost feels wrong to say just because the way that he did it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like I just said, he contributed very, very much, won two finals MVPs. But it is still just weird. And if he did it a third time, I'm not putting him up there with, you know, the guys like Kobe, Bird, Shaq. Like it's I'm not gonna be like, well, he won three championships. To me, he's still just it's almost like he hasn't won a championship. Yeah. So but if he went anywhere else, maybe Phoenix, 
Like maybe if he goes to Phoenix and just dominates and they win a finals, maybe then it would feel a little bit better. Or, you know, teams like Toronto have been mentioned. If he goes there and wins one, that could be something to watch. But I, if he joins, like, you know, the Lakers, the Warriors. That's what I was going to ask, yeah. It's like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really count that. It doesn't feel. You have the same mindset early. with the Heat, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got, I'm not trying to come off as, like, defensive or anything with the Heat. I just, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are already there. So, yeah. I joining the super teams now in this era, I think it's it's a little rough. A little bit of a negative look right now. Yeah, yeah. not everybody could uh, build it like the Jordan era Bulls, which also he's in the news today uh, because he was named the cover athlete for NBA 2K23. I thought this was really cool. I've, I'm not like a 2K guy. I've yeah. played it I, during the pandemic. I played it. Yeah, I bought it uh, like two month, two or three months ago when it was just like that spring sale. Uh, for PlayStation, maybe it was a little bit sooner than that because I bought 2K and the MLB The Show at the same time. Got them on like discounted prices. I've not played 2K at all. Really? Yeah, because I, I mean, I used to play 2K almost more than Madden at one point because like you could build a player and you could play the seasons and you could upgrade and mm-hmm. there was just so much more you could do besides just playing like a game every single week or you know or through the season. But now it's just like, man, I'm kind of just uninterested in doing that because like the storylines just got a little out of whack. Or like this is just this is too much. So I haven't played 2K, but I do like this. And the way Michael Jordan looks on the new generation games, like PlayStation Five, mm-hmm. Xbox, whatever it is, because it's annoying. Looks good. I mean, it looks real crisp. It almost like first it, glance, it's like that's not even a video game. Right. With 2K, they do so many things that are just good. That I I don't see how people at Madden can look at MLB The Show in 2K and not just be like, yep, we're going to do that. Like the historic teams even. Yeah. Just being able to hop on and play with the 98 Bulls or whatever. I mean, if you could do that, like for me, if if Madden came out and they're like, hey, by the way, 95 Cowboys, whole roster. Yeah. Like, I'm excited about that. I don't know how often I want to use it. That'd be fun. But it's still, it's like, it's just a cool... Little feature would be like, oh, hey, here's Jerry Rice on his prime. Put him on your team now. He, he, you know, he's a 99 overall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do that. Or Barry Sanders. Give us those old teams. I love that about 2K. Or you know, the fact that they're bringing Jordan back for 23 is really cool. It's creative. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, with you know Madden, I love the game. And you know what? No, I don't. I I say it because that's what I feel like I'm supposed to say. I actually don't love the game. I haven't paid to play that game. Probably 10 years or more. Have I had it? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, big brother. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if it came down to it and I had to pay 60 bucks for that game, I wouldn't. Yeah. I remember saying in college. She is probably more than $60 now, though, isn't it? 65 Next or 70. Is 70? Yeah, I think so. That's right. Just like that's, I'll wait for the sale. I'll let this game be out for six months and get it. <laughs> I remember being in college and I was like telling my friends, I was like I'm never going to spend my money on this game again. And the next year was the first year Matt gave me a code, and my friends were like, "Yo, yo, I thought you weren't going to buy that. What happened? You're such a liar." And I just like looked over at him and I was just like, "Got a code, my boys. Got a code." <laughs> I felt like such a hard ass in college. Being like, Psh, yeah, I know Bleach Report. I know those yeah. guys. I, I got one. That's yeah. uh, that's me too. Honestly, before Matt was in the game, I probably hadn't played it, bought it, purchased it in three or four years. I remember when he first got in the game, and it was just like, holy cow, like, 
I know that guy's in the game. His first tweet that he used, like they used in the game, was him dissing me coming out of college in the NFL, thinking I wasn't going to be a productive player. It's such a real life experience. And I'm just like, you son of a bitch. Because at first I was just like, this guy did this on purpose. You know what I mean? Like I'm 12, 13 years old or whatever, and it's just like, wow, I can't believe this guy. (laughs) Right? But I I do love the way that 2K does some things. I don't play it very often, but like they're – I love being able to just create a team – and then realign conferences like with the new fo- college football game. Mm-hmm. We got a lot to a lot of work to do there, guys. Good luck. Did you realign next. conferences in the yep. video game? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Oh shit! But the part of the deal was you could, I could move teams. Like I can move Texas and OU to the SEC. Yeah, but you would still have to have a minimum of four teams in each conference. So it's like no, no, no. The American Conference is dead. Let's move on from it. I don't Pack need that twelve anymore. over with. Why do oh, I have to have four teams in this conference still? So I maybe maybe they do things differently going forward. Mm-hmm. I think they should. Uh, I tweeted it out last week though. The second that game comes out, it's going to be outdated because there's so much changing. Yeah, in college football, still going to buy that one. Still going to play it. Oh, one hundred percent. That's next summer, right? What'd you say? It's next summer, right? Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. MLB the show's the only consistent sports title game that I purchase. Yeah, it's fun. And the whole like build the stadium or whatnot with PlayStation Five, that sounds awesome, but like I didn't realize that it was only for PlayStation Five until exactly. you told me that and I bought it and I was just like, Oh this man. This is the whole damn reason I bought the game <laughs> was to build stadiums. <laughs> it's like I want to play the Sims but with sports franchises. That would be a blast. Yeah, and then I get all these TikToks of like, hey, here's the stadium of the week that I found, or you know, yep. comment which stadium you want me to review next. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I can't do it because my broke ass isn't paying a thousand dollars for. Well, it's not PS5. even that. You can't freaking find them. Yeah, I'm on the wait list still. <laughs> Have been for like I'm on two a wait years. wait list, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I know there are just like ten thousand people in front of me. They're yeah. just getting them and then selling them for $800, getting back on the list. Yeah. Somehow jumping me. <laughs> I put down a, a deposit. It's an ongoing <laughs> thing that you just, I can't get them. Who, like, who's got the hookup on a PlayStation 5? Yeah. Like, they, you, maybe you bought it and you're it. like, you know what? Like, just, I've grown up. I'm, I'm past this. I don't need this anymore. Uh-huh. And you uh, just want to give it away. How about another thing that happened over the weekend yesterday, though? And I forget about this event every year until the 4th of July. (laughs) And that is the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, which is a huge deal. July 3rd, it could not be further from my mind. Yeah. I don't know about it until it's – Oh, yeah. There there it is. (laughs) Until it's over with. And it's just like, oh, shit. How do they make money off of this? Is there an entry fee? Are you buying tickets to it? Uh, there's people out there that love it. I guess it's it's maybe it's on TV. It's on ESPN. There's your money right there. Yeah, <laughs> but ESPN like, airs I always just shit, see it man. on Twitter. I I don't think I've ever. I hope I've never sat down on a couch for the Fourth of July and been like, "Let me watch this man eat sixty hot dogs." I think I might have last year or the year before because it was coming up on like the. Uh, like a record on the amount of times he had like held the title, or well, like now it's he was going to be able to break his record. Yeah, is what he did this year. But it's just like, it's like dude, that's disgusting. Like, can we really just hot dogs? Can we just accept like how nasty that really is? Uh, I heard somebody talking about it. It might have been a TikTok again. 
of like there's a reason why they don't zoom in on the contestants eating it and it's because it's absolutely disgusting which it is i've seen the like up close sometimes Mm -hmm. and even you know joey chestnut he's the 15 time champ now ate 63 hot dogs and you'll see him eating them and at points he was like covering up his mouth and it's Mm -hmm. like he's trying not to throw up he's actively trying not to throw up and it's the dipping it in the water, eating it as fast as you can. I'm a hot dog eater myself. I feel a little bit embarrassed to admit that. That's got to be one of the grossest foods that we just consume on a regular basis. Oh, without a doubt. And the fact that, I mean, so he the the record is 76, and he currently holds that record as well. Mm-hmm. What did he eat this last time? 63? 63. However, did you see the video yesterday? I did not. <laughs> Yesterday, he's just going to town on these hot dogs like usual, and a protester makes her way up on the stage and interrupts him. Joey Chestnut puts this dude in a chokehold, throws him back, then continues. I don't don't know because, again, I'm not sitting down to watch this on TV. I'm just not going to. It's like the WNBA. It's cool. You do it. I'll celebrate you. I'm not watching it, though. But he got interrupted and then still wins by a wide, wide margin. Yep. <laughs> and I assume they didn't even stop is what I was kind of getting at. And it's just like, ah, oh, hey, t- clock's still going. So, uh, Joey, keep eating. <laughs> we'll take care of this guy in the Darth Vader mask for you. And he still gets 63. I think the next closest one was like somewhere in the 40s. It's like what? you're winning by 15, 20 hot dogs, I think. Maybe just like stop. Because the record, <laughs> like I said, he had 76. What that puts it as is 7.6 hot dogs every minute for the record, 22,000 calories, over 60,000 milligrams of sodium. That's more than eight times and 26 times the daily recommended amount when he broke the record at 76. That is disgusting. You're telling me you're putting down eight hot dogs a minute? That's just... How do you train for that? To even just do it one time, just for one minute, eight hot dogs in a minute. There's no way I could. And I'm a fast eater. There is absolutely no way I could do that. I, know, I respect yeah. the hustle. I in, respect in the, the grind. There is a training aspect to it where he is a professional eater. He, he does other events too. It's not. This is probably just maybe like his Super Bowl. Yeah, like I mean, he does most, other events. Or there's a, you know another guy who chugged a gallon of lemonade. Like who can jug a, uh, chug a gallon of lemonade the fastest? I've told this story before. I tried to do it with pickle juice. I maybe got half of a gallon, half of a pitcher. I don't even know if I was a gallon, half a pitcher, and I felt like death. I mean, I threw up everywhere. Lemonade may be a little easier than pickle juice, though. I don't know. That's still heavy. I'm I mean, pickle, pickle juice, juice is just disgusting to me. Like, you don't I like just pickle juice. I just I've never understood people that are like, man, I'm just in the mood for a big ass <laughs> pickle. Like people that go to a gas station just get a big old pickle. It's like. That's a little like one of those giant bit dill pickles. Yes, it's like man, that thing's been sitting in there in that juice mm-hmm. for who knows how long yep. in this just nasty, my favorite rundown gas station off the interstate. I would never eat one from a gas station, but my favorite used to be going to like a you know the little league rec games or whatever. You go to a concession stand for baseball, and it's like they have the giant pickles there. The gross part comes in when you realize that it's some family that's running the concession stand that day. Mm-hmm. And their gross little six, seven-year-old is just dipping their hand in this pickle juice and bare hand in your pickle to be like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very, very much for that. I'm a big, I'm a big pickle guy, though. I just – I don't mind eating pickles, but I've just never just craved it. Does that make sense? Like I've never just yeah. been sitting there and been like – 
a pickle You've would never really been hit dehydrated. the spot. <laughs> huh? You've never been like dehydrated and just had to chug pickle juice? Is I have, but like that's where it's just like I've only had to do it like twice, and it was in high okay, school. Okay, I was gonna say that used to be like the high school coach cliche. Like, yeah. oh, you're cramping, you go home, eat a banana, and chug some pickle juice. They, I mean, if it would happen like during a game, they'd like run up to the concession stand, and be like, "We need yeah. pickle juice. It's an emergency." <laughs> I was like, "God, just stretch me out, man." Like, I was gonna say, I thought maybe you had me worried that that disappeared after I left. It's like I drank so much pickle juice. In no, high we school. just started getting water breaks, and they understood the importance of that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you weren't, yeah. you weren't little freaking crybabies for wanting a water break. Oh, little crybaby needs water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm sweating really, really badly. And, I am dizzy, Coach. <laughs> yeah. uh, in about five to ten years, they're going to actually prove that hydration is key. Actually, <laughs> they probably proved it fifty years ago. In about five to ten years, you guys are going to start listening. It took a little bit to get to our hometown. That's really what it was. (laughs) Right? As an athlete, and even after I was done with sports for a while, I I know that it was still like a, oh, you don't need water. Water's for pussies. It was like, we're we're third and fourth graders. Like, coach, (laughs) how many bear crawls we got to do? I mean, Overhydrate. That's (laughs) that's all you have to do. Even, or they'd be like, don't drink too much. You're going to get a stomach ache and you're going to be done for the day. Like, what do you think I'm trying to do over here? When I'm working like outside and stuff, and even still to this day in my mind, I'm like, I don't need a drink. I'm fine. Like, just tough through it. <laughs> no, you fucking idiot. Don't tough through it. Take five minutes and go get a drink of water. I catch myself doing that during the workouts, and then it's just like, right? hey, man, like your, your throat's a little dry here. You're trying to just get saliva built up in your mouth, and now it's just like, why don't you just have a sip of water, man? You're like, you're, you're on a break between sets here. It's okay to have a little just sip, a little sippy sip. I'm also real bad about, I'm just going to be honest about the story, tell the truth Tuesdays, that going and like getting a water and like writing my name down to pay for it and then just like walking away. I noticed that I did that today. I was like, I wonder how many times I've wrote down my name to buy a bottle of water and I didn't grab it. So I've probably you know bought. You're paying for it and you're not even drinking it? Yeah, that's my – no, I just like don't take it out of the fridge. It's like, oh, that's what I need to do. Like it's almost like I'm using it to sign in. <laughs> it's uh-huh. just, I'll be midway through. I'm like, where's my water? And it's like, oh, I never grabbed it. <laughs> yeah. Not, so that not was, yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm way too cheap of a person. If I'm the kind of guy that if I pay for it, I'm finishing it. <laughs> or you know, if I get a drink, I'm, I'm drinking it all. Unless it's bad. But like I'm not just going to sit there and be like – or even if I go to a restaurant, like you bring me uh, – uh, refill my sweet tea, guess what? I'm going to drink it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I will take one to go because I know that I paid <laughs> for it already. And I'm getting the absolute most that I can out of this $2.50 sweet tea. Yep. <laughs> that is 100% me. Uh, Jacob asked this one in the chat. Uh, what is the one food you think you could compete in an eating contest? At? He says his Chick-fil-A nuggets. Well, Bub, I've been there, and I did do that. I ate 50 of them. Did I put myself on a time limit, or was it just No, it was just in, like a sitting. Most miserable thing I've ever done to myself. Because it's like you want to throw up, but you know if you do, some of those chicken nuggets are still possibly in complete form. And it's like you're wanting to go home, and you can't. you got to go back to work. And in the process of doing that, your buddy is hitting every single bump in the road. The <laughs> seatbelt is not comfortable. You want to lay down, but you can't. Just anybody that does the food eating contest, just the utmost respect for you and what that – I mean, your athletic ability to do that. 
And that athletic ability is your stomach of just being able to stretch that thing out and then also convince yourself later on that like, oh, my stomach is not normally supposed to be this stretched out. I can go back to being skinny. Because you see these food contests, and you're like, whoa. Well, some, yeah, some of them. This is the guy that's about to eat 76 yeah. hot dogs? Like, who was it before? Chestnut and Kobayashi. They were both relatively smaller yes. guys. They're, like, they're, they're not obese. They're not fat. They're not chubby at all. Mm-mm. But then there are some other guys. The guy who won the lemonade jug, he is a massive, massive man. Yeah. But, yeah, some of these guys train and stretch out their stomachs and stuff like that. I do think that Chick-fil-A nuggets might be one where I could definitely eat a lot of. What about this one from Joe? How many hot dogs do you think you could do in 24 hours? He says he feels like he could easily do at least 24. 24 hot dogs. I mean, a hot dog an hour is essentially what that is, but this is how I think about it. You're going to be asleep at some point during this process, and you're going to have to wake up just to eat a hot dog. That A hot dog at about 2 or 3 in the morning when yeah, you're waking you up from a slumber... It. Like if you if you wanted to do like twelve hours, I get twelve hours, go to sleep, get another twelve hours. Still having twenty four is gonna be tough. Yeah. Because then at some point you're gonna be like, I can't eat the bun. Like yeah, I can't Joe. Do the... I think it sounds easy. I don't know, man. That's like the <laughs> twenty four waffles. And... Him to do it, but at the same time, I kind of want to say, try it and get back to us. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it would be that high. I don't think it'd be twenty four. I think you'd get to like maybe even ten to twelve, and you just hit a wall. To where you might be like physically sick trying to make yourself eat another hot dog. Yeah. Or just like looking at it and just knowing that the taste is just Mm -hmm. so bland and disgusting. It's like a challenge. Who did I hear do it? I think it was Jonathan Abram before as he was going through the draft process said that he – what was like a Reese's Pieces? Or not Reese's Pieces, excuse me. Like just the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. You eat like four of them in a minute or whatnot. And he said at some point it starts to just taste like sandpaper almost. And it's just nasty. And he's like at ruined candy form. So four he's just, in a minute? I think it was like four or six. I mean, that's trying it's to eat like... It's got to be more than four. I think I could do four. Well, your mouth just gets so dry. Yeah, it's like the cracker thing. Exactly. Like I have done that, minute, by the way. I also think I could chug a gallon of milk. There ain't no way I could. That'd be way too heavy on my stomach. I'd be garbage. Another big milk drinker, though. But also, some of the stuff is just so challenging. If I did have to pick like a, an item... To like, hey, you're entering a food contest. What is your item? I do. I, I kind of agree with Jake. I think it would be the Chick Fil A nuggets, though. If I did have to do it again, that's what it would be. But I'm never volunteering for a food challenge. <laughs> I'm I'm over it. Yeah, because that was all my idea. It was all my doing. Of like, I think I could do it. I could do it for sure. Let's go to Chick Fil A today. Let's let me sit here in this little family restaurant as everyone, you know, these moms with their young kids are rolling around, and here's my ass just sitting here eating. 50 nuggets from Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. and that giant nasty lemonade that he got. Oh. I also realized I'm not a lemonade guy. Yeah, wasn't it Too half sugary. lemonade, half Sprite? Something like that, yeah. And it wasn't good because yeah. I, I I went with you, obviously, and I did the half lemonade, half Sprite thing too. Like, oh, this sounds good. A little carbonation in there with the lemonade. Yeah. It was not good. Not at all. <laughs> not not good at all. What is good is Roper Kia. You should definitely hop in there, check out their inventory, or do it online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to check out, so you don't even have to worry about it. It's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you visit the website. Make sure you do that at Gunspot.com. 
And, of course, I wanted to talk about this one once again, the USC-UCLA to the Big Ten thing. Uh, that's almost old news now. Mm-hmm. Like, that happened, what, Thursday? Yeah. And, it, I mean, it's the same day. It just happened so fast. We talked about it Friday, and, like, that was it. It was just like, can't believe it happened in a day. We talked about it this morning, uh-huh. like, a schmidge got to it on radio, and then as soon as we ended radio on Thursday, it was like, yeah, this is happening. It's official. They gone. They gone. <laughs> yeah, it went from, like, ah, one, like, one guy tweeting about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think this might be happening. To even, you know, some of the bigger name college football guys coming out and saying, like, I don't, I don't think so. And then I think it was Bruce Feldman that was like, wait a minute, there might be something to this. Mm-hmm. This might be real. <laughs> and from there, it just absolutely took off to like, not it might be real, it is real. And it's going to be official in less than 24 hours. And that's, that's really the way that it happened. It was official. Uh, they had applied and been voted in all within, I think, 24 to 36 hours. Yeah. And so it was crazy. It is going to happen. Uh, but I do think that's opened up a lot of other questions, questions that even arose when Texas and OU decided to leave for the SEC. And I do think that we're going to see some other conferences start to get poached from. And anytime anyone moves to a new conference, Notre Dame becomes the next big talking piece. I still don't think that they're going to move. I completely forget about Notre Dame like being like that being a possibility, but at the same time, if you're Notre Dame, this is almost the perfect spot for you to be in. Because like mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about this at all. We still got NBC right, right here in our back pocket. We are fine yeah. being by ourselves and creating our own schedule whenever and however we see fit. Yeah, they, they still they just don't need to go to the Big Ten or the ACC and like get these media rights deals because that's mm-hmm. why that's the whole reason between USC, Texas, all these schools moving. It's hey, we've got these huge television rights deals. Yeah, ESPN has given us a blank check and saying here, share it amongst your schools. So Texas and OU going to get a shitload of money from the SEC. Yep. UCLA, USC going to get a shitload of money from the Big Ten, and uh, they're going to go and they're probably going to renegotiate these deals soon. They're going to get even more money. Um, and so that's why we're seeing it. And I do wonder what is next for Notre Dame. I think they stay. I, they don't need to go to the Big Ten and be like, hey, well, let's get in on a cut there. They have their own thing going on with NBC, mm-hmm. which I don't know what their official deal is with NBC. I mean, have a shitload of money. Oh, it's going to be massive. Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. hurting for money. Brooks asked in the chat, what happened faster, Tyreek Hill to Miami or USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten? I feel like USC. Yeah, UCLA. I mean, honestly. Ah. I feel like the deal might have happened faster, but with like Tyreek in Miami, it was more of like we didn't know it was coming, and all of a sudden it was like, boom, there it is. Because mm-hmm. the Tyreek Hill news, I mean, that happened live on our show. You know, like, <laughs> you got to go, you saw me go through every stage of the emotions of like, there's no way to. Well, all right, maybe that's what they can get in return of a trade to. Like, well, that's all they got. All right, cool. That is it. Yeah. But even with, like, the Tyreek thing, it's like uh, that's one player and one team. Yeah. So that's why, like, the USC, UCLA, for them to – for these teams to work together like they have with Texas and OU as well, it's just really weird to see these two big rivals be like, hey <laughs> – you want to move in together? <laughs> you, you thinking about maybe when we go to college, let's uh, let's get an apartment together. You want to like SEC? You just want to hate each other still, but like over here, <laughs> right. like with those guys. Like we're we're still not friends. You know what I mean? Like 
not at all, but like we yeah. still like just hate each other together over it, there. I, I think two things that I'm I'm very sure of the SEC still going to be around for a very long time, and so is the Big Ten. I do wonder what is next for some of these other conferences, the Pac-12 and the Big 12. See what happens with them. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are forgetting the ACC, and I was kind of tweeting about it um, earlier today. I don't know that the ACC is as secure as everybody kind of thinks that it is. And and I'm not trying to take your you know your tweets or your content here because you mentioned like you know the SEC might try and poach like you know a Florida State or a Clemson or some of these other schools Miami as well right and it's just like you know and then what happens you never I never thought of it like I didn't especially with Miami kind of being on the verge of coming back and mm-hmm. with you know the way everything's working out for them with the NIL deal you know getting the coach you know you got a good quarterback you're getting good recruits. It's like, boy, the SEC is going to look at that and go, hey, uh, you're actually right here. Yeah, and if the SEC does feel like pressured to like, okay, maybe we do need to build. Maybe we need to expand and get some more teams. Where are we going next? Yeah. It's not back to the Big 12 to be like, oh, let's get Kansas in there. Uh, I think Kansas basketball is fantastic. Don't come at me, Brooks. Nobody wants them, though. Baylor's kind of the same thing. It's like nobody's actually making a run at those schools. They would rather get into these big media markets mm-hmm. like L.A. or they're just going after these football powers. Yep. And it's, with like Baylor, I let me get to Kansas first because I feel like with Kansas, you stay in the Big 12, you're dominating that conference in basketball. That's the best situation for you to be in. You know what I mean? you got to worry about you know a random – Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, you know, maybe Texas, maybe, you know, Kansas State. But, like, other than that, like, that division is yours, or that conference is yours in basketball. Don't ruin that for yourselves. But, like, with Baylor, it's – could they go to the Pac-12? Could that be it's something? It's a conference. <laughs> I mean, that as well. But it's like maybe they're, you know, an opportunity where a lot of people just kind of overlook them, but they've had recent success oh, yeah. in just about everything. You National know. championship way more recently than Texas or OU. 100%. Uh, here's where I'm going to ruin your Kansas stay in the Big 12 and stay dominant thing. This is what I would like to see happen is the SEC does expand, and they say, where do we want to go next? It's Clemson for sure. Clemson just feels like an SEC school anyway, so like, yeah. just pull them in. You've already got South Carolina right there. Make them a rival. And then, you know what? You've got Florida. Why not go after Miami and Florida State? as well and make that a thing and if those three schools leave i think that leaves the acc very open for duke and north carolina to join the big 12 and now you've got one hell of a basketball conference which is maybe not that important but when you've got kansas you've got duke and north carolina you got three out of the top four yeah you're not winning that conference or comfortably anymore yeah like then College basketball doesn't make that much money. I think those are maybe – I know Duke and KU make enough money to actually sustain themselves. Yeah, like no other basketball program does that. It's like UConn. Kentucky is in that mix. Uh, women's thing. basketball, Kentucky, Duke, and Kansas. I don't even think North Carolina is one. But like they actually make enough money to where they can operate on their own. Yeah. Every other athletic department relies on football to bring in money. So maybe if you can do that in the Big 12, that might be like your big get. And, you know, maybe you can even then attract maybe like a Virginia Tech or somebody like that and start to pair with, you know, you've already got West Virginia in there. They used to be pretty good at basketball. 
Uh, you know, Cincinnati, you, now you're starting to get into that region. Maybe you can make a run at Virginia, Virginia Tech as well. You've got something. Uh, Virginia, good at basketball as well. Mm-hmm. But then you've also got something for football. So I, I kind of think that the Big 12 looks as good as it has in a year. <laughs> like, uh, well, when we're, we are you, back, baby. We yeah, thought when, we were gone. When nope. they left, I thought they were dead. It's like this. <laughs> This conference is just going to be uh, just eaten apart. Picked apart. <laughs> we have risen. <laughs> now it's like, oh, wait a second. What's the ACC going to do? If the SEC does come knocking and they take Clemson, it's going to look very bleak for the ACC, for football and basketball. And then you start getting into you know some of those schools up north, Boston College, Pitt. You could probably make a run for them, too, and be like, hey, we've got some natural rivals here. You get Cincinnati. You've got West Virginia. Man. Like, makes... I think things are really looking up for the Big 12. So with that, though, it's like we've always talked about here, just like you and I, just the the, the geographic aspect of these conferences. Mm-hmm. That's out the window now. Like that, That's just no uh-huh. longer a thing. But like even when you mention that with the Big 12 – They've already kind of got a head start up into that area. It's just really gone and thrown us for a loop here with the Big Ten getting USC and UCLA. Yeah. And one thing I kind of want to circle back to them real quick is because, like, when you have, you know, Oregon and, like, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, is there a possibility that they kind of find their way to the Big Ten as well? Maybe Oregon and Washington more than anybody, but and, I mean, if those, if the, the state schools pretty much have to go with the, the higher state schools, correct? Because like Usually with the Oregon like State, Oregon, Washington like State, like we talk but. about Oregon moving to a different conference, they're probably going to take Oregon State with them. Mm-hmm. Same with Washington and Washington State. I do think that there's even a possibility that Oregon and Washington join the Big Twelve. Oh wow! The Big Twelve is is already out there and saying that they're going to be aggressive and trying to go after these other schools. Even on Friday, we talked about like, oh, here are the you know four schools that they could add: Arizona, Arizona State. That feels just very likely. Yeah. Utah's in that mix as well. Colorado and Utah, which also feels pretty likely. And remember, they already added BYU. So I I think that there's a little bit of an incentive to be like, oh, okay, the two Utah schools will be rivals. Bringing back Colorado, it kind of helps you expand to the West. And then maybe adding a Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State as well. I mean, you're going to have a national conference. You could, under this hypothetical. Yeah. You'd have a national conference already, even if they added Washington. So you're getting schools from Washington all the way down to Florida. You're getting schools from Arizona all the way across to West Virginia. You could have a, a big-ass national conference, which what? I'm pretty excited about. So would you just call it the big national? <laughs> yeah, I guess they stick with the big 12, but I, I hope they rebrand the names. Because if you're just going to have like three – powerhouse conferences like get rid of the power five it's a power three and that's like maybe that's all that's the college football playoff the top four teams from each little power conference gets in that's boom 12 12 team playoff yeah top two teams get a buy or something yeah yeah something stupid like that but i am i'm not a big 12 fan my team has played in the big 12 my pretty much my entire life but i have no like Allegiance. I don't root for the Big 12 when Texas gets knocked out or anything like that. But I <laughs> I feel better about the Big 12 than I have in a really long time. Maybe since Nebraska and Missouri left. Really? 
but I do. I think they can make a very aggressive push. And uh, another thing that's going to be interesting to watch is we talked about those TV deals. The Pac-12, their deal expires in 2024, which is very soon. So they're going to have to do something or they're going to have to fold. As of right now, I'm just kind of leaning towards the fold. But the Big 12, theirs expires in 2025, which is when Texas and OU will leave, uh-huh. uh, which is another reason when they can why they can leave then. But then if you go and you say, hey, ESPN – we've got all your basketball that you need. We've got a huge national conference that's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're going to make a lot of money off of that. How does how does the SEC then in turn look at that? Or it's like, ooh, man, we thought we got on with all these big schools, but it's like <laughs> Big 12's just kind of gathered up all these other like mediocre like kind of splash wild schools. Is this is just like the college football video game. You put all these powerhouses in one conference, which sounds great, Till they start cannibalizing themselves, yeah. <laughs> and like maybe Alabama and Georgia still like rise to the top, but like the dominance the OU is used to, now you're going to be a middle tier SEC team. One hundred percent, yeah. You're going to be like Florida. Like everybody knows Florida's been good. They're like a blue blood. Mm-hmm. They haven't been successful though. No, in a while. I mean, are you going to be like a South Carolina or an Ole Miss or, where you just yeah. kind of float? Like, you know what right. I mean? You're winning five, six games a year, but that's really just And I don't need to pick on just Florida. So, like, I'll attack their rival too, Georgia. Georgia for a long time was just, like, kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. And they just won their second national championship. Yep. But it's kind of a hot-in-the-moment situation. It looks really good for them. But, you know, where Alabama, they've been down before in the early 2000s, 90s. So I, I do think that... You can have some dominant teams, but a lot of these other teams, Clemson, Texas, OU, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry about you, or you're going to have years where maybe Oklahoma comes in and dominates, and then you're going to have other schools that fall. I absolutely love this from Brooks in the chat. It says the National Geographic Conference. <laughs> you got a sponsor right there. <laughs> He's lined up. Change the name from Big 12. Are you guys cool if we like share this kind of the same name, but like your <laughs> television network and we're just conference? Yeah. Cool, thanks. We're going to have this cool like yellow uh, rectangle for our logo, but there's going to be a football in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they start using the real-life mascots instead of the cartoon ones. Yes. <laughs> like it's Bevo the bull in there instead of the whatever hook 'em horn stuff. <laughs> I I think it's really exciting. Like I said, the college football world is going to be turned upside down. It all like we're halfway there. Yeah. But I do think by next summer even when the video game is released just kind of as like a a talking point, I think it's going to look completely different. Do you think as much as we're talking about like everyone, you know, coming and joining the Big 10 and the SEC is there possibly that we see some of those schools just leave? You know, like we mentioned with like God, Nebraska. So could Nebraska money. just be like, actually, yeah, we're going to go to the Big Twelve? You know, could like a South Carolina or some of these other schools in the SEC or in the SEC yeah. go, like, hey, actually, you know what? We'll just go ahead and go to the ACC. We'll go to the Big Twelve ourselves and just kind of, yeah, in one a way, the, be like demoted, but like it's almost like a promotion in the demotion because you're going to be one of the better programs and universities in that conference now. The SEC is such a cult, though. It's yeah. like once you're in it, you feel like you're the top dog. Even if you're like, the one getting picked yeah, on. Even you South know? Carolina, it's like, ah, but we're in the SEC. It's like, yeah, you could probably win the ACC, though. Yeah. Or be successful there. But for some reason, they elect to keep winning four or five games in the SEC. Yeah. But Ole Miss, Mississippi State. I like, feel like, like Mizzou going to the Big 12 right now. 
You'd be freaking, you'd be loving life. Yeah, Arkansas. Arkansas could win the Big 12 this year. Oh, my God, without a doubt. They're going to finish fourth in their division. (laughs) That's tough. (laughs) And they're going to, but they're going to celebrate it, too. Yeah. And be like, man, we we played well. We won eight games this year. (laughs) Won all of our rival games. Look at all them trophies, boys. They're back here. (laughs) Yeah, right? So it is, it's a cult in the SEC. Maybe some of those Big Ten schools, maybe. You start to look at like a Nebraska, maybe they would. They're not like a traditional team anyway. But even like some of those other teams, like a Minnesota, Wisconsin, like I don't mm-hmm. think they're going anywhere. I think they are just happy being up there with their buddies. <laughs> We're all in this together, <laughs> freezing our asses off, running the ball, boys. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't think so. And they again, those those two conferences have done a very good job with their TV rights negotiations, to where you're kicking back. I think it's like forty, fifty million dollars per school. What? Yep. They're making that much money. Each school is getting fifty or sixty Each million. School, and I think I might be lowballing. <laughs> How's that possible? Right. And the, but the Longhorn Network, if you remember that thing, I think it's still around. Uh-huh. Uh, Texas fans, <clears throat> hand up. This is me. <laughs> it's like we're bringing in twenty million dollars for this network. That's nothing anymore. No. And that is not an old network. But now, like, the SEC network, which partners with ESPN, the Big Ten network, they're bringing in so much money that these schools are like, nah, we'll stay here and be bad. Or you've got OU, who's like, yeah, actually, we're going to join that conference. We want the $80 million or whatever it is. And, yeah, we'll be bad, but we're fucking rich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> money. Money goes a long ways, you know. That'll, that'll cover up some feelings. I think we might have started to talk about that one on Friday, too. Like, what is Texas doing? I don't know. Because they don't need the money. Yeah. They, they make more money than almost anybody already and still can't win at football games. <laughs> However, I will say Texas has won the trophy back-to-back years now for best athletic department. Yeah, thanks to swim and track. Two years in a row, <laughs> they have won, I think it's like, the I don't know, athletic director's cup. Or I don't know what it's called. Huh. But two years in a row now for the most outstanding sports department. Well, I mean, you it got... It is built on the back of you are very 100% correct. Softball, baseball, baseball swimming. Track. <laughs> yeah, golf. It is not <laughs> Women's football. basketball, women's volleyball. <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. But they have done it two years in a row. Now, just imagine... Shit football team. <laughs> imagine when the football team's good. Or if they uh-huh. become good. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, man, it's going to be a powerhouse and everything. Right? Yeah, it will be. Speaking of powerhouse, uh, how about our great sponsor, Club 609? Home to those uh, Patron Sprite drinks. Yeah. It, you know, when we talk about those drinks, too, it was not like an, uh, it's not a shooter. It wasn't a, a shot glass. It was a. No, it was a full on cup yeah, of like drink. 12 ounce cup. <laughs> a cup of drink. <laughs> Drinking a cup. A whole <laughs> cup of drink, uh, which was roughly 10 ounces of Patron and two ounces of Sprite. Mm hmm. You know when that's not make, a joke. Like that is I really know. what that it was. It sounds like a joke. It sounds like I'm just like joshing around. I'm not. I'm being very, very realistic when I say yeah. that. It's like when people make mimosas and they're like, "Oh, little eyedropper of orange juice." Yeah, let's just change the color of the champagne. That's what happened. No effort. Give me that orange juice. Help <laughs> me. Sometimes it's absolutely fantastic to walk in there and get a really strong drink, two for the price of one. Yep. Friday, it was like, hey, I'd like a more casual drink. I haven't <laughs> tried mixing it with my Powerade. 
And you it was did, yeah. Still too strong. It was like giving me that like gag reflex, like uh, the bitter beer face type thing. Anyway, great restaurant though. Home <laughs> to some fantastic drinks, some of my favorite bartenders in the whole world, and a great happy hour that runs from two o'clock until eight o'clock. Uh, also, this Thursday they're doing their first Thursday art walk. Hop in there for those two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft boards at Club 69. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. It's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change and your tire service. So make sure you get that done and taken care of right here in the four states at Downtown Lube. And now time for uh, some Tell the Truth Tuesday. Yes, sir. Do you have something you wanted to add to that? No, I just I'm excited to hear what you're. Do you want me to go first, or are you going first? Uh, go for it. You can go first. Okay. We also have one listener submitted one uh, that was sent to my DMs. Love that. So, so I love when that happens. So we'll get mine, yours, plus one listener DM. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, Friday we we did the golf tournament. You guys heard us golf. It was. You know, it was a good time. It was a fun time. We're out in the sun. I uh, forgot my sunscreen. Wasn't able to put any on. So my arms got burnt a little bit, and I thought my head got burnt as well. But I was kind of smart about taking my hat on and off to kind of let my hand, my my hand, my head get like an equal tan throughout the day, but not get too burnt. Legs got both or just absolutely roasted. They're a little bronze right now, so I'm fine. Saturday though, wake up. Go help a buddy with a with a project that he's doing in his backyard, and then after that, it was like, "Hey, we got a little bit of free time. Do you want to go golf?" And I was like, "Sure." Sounded like a good time. Had some other buddies kind of reach out and like, "Hey, we're free. What are you guys up to?" And we're like, "We're actually going to go golf." It's like, "All right, cool. Let's go." We get to the golf course. I'm in a t-shirt and shorts. On Friday, I wore golf attire, and when I wore my golf polo, my sleeves are a little longer, so it pretty much kind of comes down almost to just a little bit above my elbow. So my tan line is just crisp right there but the t-shirt that i was wearing on saturday the sleeves were just a little bit shorter it was like a workout shirt it was kind of one of those deals where it kind of just came just a little bit lower than like maybe midway through my arm a little bit lower than my shoulder um of my arm just out there golfing think we're going to do nine holes just go in get a quick round of golf in we'd come back it was kind of a gloomy day it rained a little bit so i was like ah no need for sunscreen we'll be in and out no worries well, about midway through, I realized, oh, my God, we're playing 18 holes, and the sun comes out, and I just am just playing golf, kind of forgetting about everything, just talking to my buddies, hanging out, catching up, and then when I get done and we leave and I'm heading home, I go to look at my rearview mirror, and I just see how red my face is, and it is absolutely blistered. I hadn't taken my hat off. I did not do the balance of what I had done the day before in terms of golfing. And plus just doing like 36 holes of golf in two days was not enjoyable. My back hurt, my body hurt. And then I get home and it's a nation where I get home and I look and my arms are just roasted again. Just sunburn on top of a sunburn, but this time it's farther up my arm. And so I don't have like a crisp farmer's tan. I have like a tan part of my arm. I have a part of my arm that's like pink and a little bit of tan, and then it just goes back to being like white. So I am like layered right now in terms of a tan line I all have, over my body. I think I have accurately described it as Neapolitan. That's it. That's the word I like was – Like your forearms are like – if you just saw your forearms, you might think, hey, this guy is kind of tan. Yeah. And then you transitioned to this – just bright pink like i don't think i've ever seen on this 
person's skin before. That's burnt. Yep. That's b- 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 burnt. My but guy. Friday, it was terrible. I asked oh, to show was, me now. Yeah. It was, ter- it was pink. And then <laughs> as you keep climbing up the sleeve, the arm of big country, it's just white as can be. White. I mean, it's, it literally white, pink. I don't know that I want to say brown, but I'll, I'll go tan. <laughs> Dark peach is yeah. what Crayola might have called it back in the day. I mean, I just – and the worst part is it's like the outside of my arm, bronzed. You go look on the inside, whole milk white, baby. <laughs> it is just yeah. not a good mixture. And it's the same thing with my legs. I've been wearing short socks, so it's like – you know what I mean? I don't have like a, a tall sock tan line where like there's just a little bit of gap in my legs. But like – Right above my knee where my shorts sit and then where my shoes and socks are, I take those off and I go to hop in the shower and it's like, man, like you can just – you can tell where I'm wearing clothes. It's like I'm just – I need to go sit in the sun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I need to go bed. to a pool. Yeah. A tanning, <laughs> right. That's a good idea. A tanning bed. But that <laughs> wow, is my – Good idea. My Tell the Truth Tuesday is that golfing has given me a ridiculously ugly tan line. Is the hat tan on Friday? And that's the one. That, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I have the tan on my head. For those of you who may not know, I am bald, no hair. So when I wear a hat and it's got that little like loop in the back where the the, the hat, trucker cap. Yeah, the trucker cap. Well, right there uh, below my ears and along my face, yep. down tan, up white. Your face doesn't look as bad. Yeah. At uh, the end of the day on Friday, your face tan was getting pretty rough. Pretty bad. <laughs> to where I can still kind of see from your, your, the corner of your eye yeah. to your ear, there's a little bit of a line of, oh, I wear a hat all the time. <laughs> yeah. Not like a, it's not a sunglasses tan, but it's right there on that same area. And I'm starting to get it on the back of my head too, where that little loop is, where <laughs> there's just like a patch of a tan and then where it's like, <laughs> where the hat connects is white underneath so it's like man if i wear a hat i'm fine but if i were to take this thing off and give like my head a little itch people would be like "Ooh, this guy's been wearing a hat too much now i know why he wore a hat to this fancy event he's got an ugly looking tan line going on right now uh it's comical for me though i absolutely yeah love it. Uh, you're welcome friday night i almost choked and died while laughing at the back of your head because <laughs> <laughs> that's how hysterical it is to me uh listeners submitted Tell the Truth Tuesday. Uh, This is a good one. Scary, but true. Saturday morning, my uncle called me for a favor. The cattle on his farm had gotten outside the fence early Saturday morning. His neighbor called, but he was in Nebraska at the time. The farm is in Ohio. I've managed his farm on and off for the past six years, so I knew what probably happened. Uh, I arrived at about 6 a.m., saddled up a horse, and was able to get all the cattle corralled back relatively quickly. Let me stop you right there. That's fucking badass. Yeah, it is, dude. <laughs> just, I just hopped on a horse and got them all, you know, like the, got them at all first, I was reading this the other day, and I thought, his Tell the Truth Tuesday is he's Rip Wheeler. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a badass boy. I'm not sure if you really picked up on that. Uh, there's these people from Paramount a couple years ago. They came and they interviewed me, and they said they were basing a character off me. I don't know whatever happened with it. Yeah. Oh, I do. I know. You're Rip Wheeler. That's what happened. That's cool, though. I would pay to go do that on a weekend, which I'm sure it is terribly hard work. But yeah. it's also it is very, very cool. Uh, then I went riding out fence to see where they got through again. Badass. Uh, I thought maybe the creek, uh, about six feet deep, had washed out the fence, but I found out about a quarter mile uphill from the creek 
and old honeysuckle locusts had fallen over the fence, creating an opening in the perimeter where the cattle got out. So we've got a tree that has fallen down, cows are out, and he's going to have to fix this. Uh, I returned to the farm, put away the horse, gathered temporary fence equipment, chainsaw, put them in the gator, and headed out to fix the fence again. Just badass. Just real life. <laughs> Paramount yellow. Cowboy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I pretend to be this man when I go to country music festivals. I'm going to tell the. I'm going to tell the story. It's going to be my story. Yeah. I'm gonna, like scraping my elbow before I go to this next <laughs> festival. And people See are like, that right oh, there? My God, Wire got me. I was like, are you familiar with uh, Honeysuckle Tree? Because <laughs> let me tell you, I've got a story for you. Now, it was hot Saturday. Yes, it was. So I wore sunglasses with a hat and beats over the ear headphones. I put up temporary fence along the fallen tree, then proceeded to cut the base, working my way up uh, the fallen tree uh, to relieve the weight on the fence and hopefully get the permanent fence back up before I continued upwards on the tree while working. I kept seeing insects out of my peripheral buzzing around. Mm -hmm. I thought nothing of it since it was hot. Uh, I was out in the woods and flies and mosquitoes are constant. It wasn't until I happened to get one of the insects on the inside of my aviator sunglasses. Again, this is Rip Wheeler. (laughs) (laughs) Then it dawned on me what they actually were. Hornets. Oh, the tree shit. had come down because the base was hollowed out by a colony of hornets. The hornets began stinging me in my face, eyes, nose, and down the loose sleeveless tank top. I dropped the saw and began running downhill. It was the easiest direction, so I ran towards the creek, throwing myself in to avoid the swarm. Again, you're talking. This is season five of Yellowstone. <laughs> this is gonna happen. Except for Rip is like gonna kill somebody in this way. Uh, after diving underwater, they proceeded to follow me. So I swam downstream as fast as I could, only resurfacing to get breaths of air after what seemed like hours, but turned out to be only a few yards. Um, I was able to get out of the water and onto the bank, where I found that I had a massive pain in my right foot. Upon inspection of my right boot, I had found that a large thorn uh, that are persistent on the honeysuckle locust trees had gone through my boot, through the bottom of my foot, and out the top. Again, Rip Wheeler. God damn, Uh, Bryce. (laughs) Thankfully, I'm the crazy person who bought a waterproof uh, case for my phone and never goes anywhere without it. I was able to call a family friend to find me and take me to the ER, spent most of my independence weekend in the ER and at home on heavy antibiotics and painkillers. Just an absolutely crazy time. I was sent uh, pictures of the swollen eye and cheek. Uh, Crazy. Tell the truth Tuesday. Good. Isn't this the same guy that went through the poison ivy while golfing? I, I don't know. I think it might. Man, Bryce is just having a rough <laughs> summer in the spring with wildlife, man. Maybe you have to just stay indoors. Badass start to the story. But, man, that came downhill real quick. Oh, I feel bad for the guy. That sounds brutal. And then, like, to top it off, like, after being stung and running, it's like, actually, I got a thorn through my entire foot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ugh. Right. Like, we're just kind of just casually mentioning the yeah. thorn through your boot and foot. Uh, hopefully, you're doing well, though. Bryce, sounds like you had one hell of a weekend, uh, my man. But uh, thanks for sharing your Tell the Truth Tuesday uh, as well. Mine um, mine came last week, actually. It was last Thursday, so before our golf tournament that we played in on Friday. 
I decided I don't want to wake up super early in the morning, go try to get beer and ice and stuff like that from the gas station. So I'm going to do it all the night before because I'm a responsible alcoholic. So I do that and I roll up to my favorite Casey's General Store to where I see two cop cars with their lights on in the parking lot. And I thought it's probably not the best time to go into Casey's, <laughs> but I'm here. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I walk in and I don't know what had happened, but there was like a, he's probably a teenager, maybe early twenties kid in handcuffs in the store with two police officers talking to him near the register. Like if you've been in a Casey's or, you know, other gas stations and they have that like large area for a register where it's like, they can see two to three people at a time. Like he was kind of off to the side. So I didn't really know what they were talking about. But I'm like, I'm still buying my ice and beer and a slice of pizza because I'm at Casey's. Yeah. I get to the register and this other young kid is the one who's like uh, checking me out. And he says, how old are you? And I said, huh? <laughs> he said, how old are you for the beer? And I said, I'm 34. He was like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's it. In front of two active police officers. He wasn't like... Let me see your ID. <laughs> wow. Go, I the date on it. He was just like, how old are you? I believe you. <laughs> I didn't see it, Michael, but I believe you. I felt like I was going to get arrested in that situation. It's like, dude, yeah. you're not doing this right. <laughs> and to even just be like, how old are you? Not even like, what, what year were you born? I don't know if that makes it better. And to just take me for my word. I, I know I don't look 21, but at, at the same time, it's like, there's two police officers. You should card me. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you do when they're around. But I felt so, so awkward and uncomfortable. And in my mind, I was like, this kid over here is probably getting arrested because this other kid didn't card him. (laughs) He was walking out with beer. (laughs) Uh, The fact that you had to go get a pizza, beer, and you you took a lap around the whole store of this kid's in the process of being arrested. Uh And then you're just like, hey, man, just want to go ahead and check out uh, 34. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And in my my brain, I was even convinced it's like they're going to stop me on the way out. They're going to be like, wait a second. We have to have proof of how old you are. You can't just (laughs) ask him how old he is. And like they were not like right there at the register with me. But at the same time, they were close. They could hear if they were listening. (laughs) I think they were definitely like, he didn't even card him. Like, why Why would you do this, man? Like, now we have to arrest you, too. You're lucky we don't want to write a freaking report tonight. <laughs> just want to get home and shoot off some fireworks. Right? But I I was so uncomfortable at the same time of, like, <laughs> also trying to figure out what this other kid possibly did. And then my mind just going a mile a minute on it. I think that might be the most uncomfortable carding, non-carding I've ever had <laughs> yeah. in my life. Ugh, did you get carded the first time you ever went and bought beer? Like after you were 21? Um, no. Tell the truth. Tuesday, um, I was able to purchase beer before I was 21. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I probably had the opportunity, but I didn't. And the night I turned 21, I walked into the gas station, bought myself a six-pack of beer, mm-hmm. go up to the counter. Dude doesn't card me. And it was like I waited 21 years to not be carded. Mm-hmm. I could have been doing this for six months. Because I already had like a full head of hair, had a full beard, you know what I mean? I was stockier, definitely looked older than 21. That's why people also think I look 30 now because <laughs> I don't look 26. But it's just that the factor is like, man, I, like how long could I have been getting away with this? 
But it's just that one time when you get caught, that's that's a weird situation yep. to be in. I was in a Buffalo Wild Wings and uh, was there with some older people, and I wasn't drinking because I wasn't of age yet. But I was there, went to the bar with other people as they ordered their drinks. And one of the bartenders that was working there said, oh, my gosh, are you guys twins? <laughs> and was just talking to me and this other guy. And um, – Immediately when I heard that, I was like, I know he's 22 years old, and she thinks we're twins. <laughs> so I immediately said, yes, yes, we are twins. We're not identical, but we are twins. She's like, oh, that's so cool. And she's like, can I get your ID? And other guy was like, yeah, here, here's my ID. And I was like, you don't need my ID, though, because we're twins. He's 22. <laughs> I started drinking at Buffalo Wild Wings when I was 18. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because people are dumb when it comes to carting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I still couldn't believe that. Of just <laughs> to be so dumb to think that I'm twins with someone else who I'm clear, I'm not twins with. Yeah. <laughs> and then to just not like double down and be like, hey, yeah, let me check, you know, just to make sure. It is like my job legally to make sure you can drink here. <laughs> but. I believe you. You look enough like this other guy. Yeah. We'll go ahead and say like, I don't care. This job sucks as it is. Just I wish I was drinking with you. Yeah, just leave a leave a tip. Yeah. You're good. Just keep coming back here if you want to. I, I really don't care. I don't remember the first time I bought alcohol, though, after I was 21. Well, you've just been doing it for so long before. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't. It's just another day. Right. It was those <laughs> other times when I was like, I can I can drink it. I just <laughs> yeah. used to have a friend that worked at a uh, particular kind of uh, club, and uh, I could go there, and I could get in, and I could drink before I was 21. Wow. Which was a fantastic time. I lived it up. Yeah, you did. Damn. L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here just hiding away, so I don't get in trouble with my mom. And it turned out she'd have been probably pretty cool with it. So it's like I I also had to hide a lot from my parents too. There's they still don't like alcohol or like a lot of excessive mm-hmm. drinking or anything like that. I still do it. Yeah. Well mama don't know won't hurt her. <laughs> Learned that one from uh that Adam Sandler movie. Yep. You, 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 the Water Boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's it for us today, though. Uh, Big Country and I will be back at it tomorrow right here in the call app. We do appreciate you guys joining us today. I uh, hope you had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Excited to be back and back in the routine of it. Feels like we've been gone for forever, but we will be right here back at it again tomorrow. Thanks for joining us.